Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. I am getting married this month. Like, we're talking really soon. Oh my God, Tony. And one of my favorite things about this podcast is that we get to share our lives with you. I know on a couple episodes ago, Michelle talked about how she wanted to have a baby when we brought on Josie Steiger. And in this episode, we're going to talk about something that is big in my life, which is uh, my wedding. There are a lot of things to consider when you're planning a wedding as a plant-based person. And it can be kind of tricky. There are a lot of compromises and tricky conversations to navigate. And because wedding season is approaching, Michelle and I invited our friend Taylor to join us in a conversation where all of us will be talking about our experience. Taylor got married last summer. Michelle got married a few years ago, and I'm currently in the thick of it. So we are going to share our experience with you. All three of us have been vegan for like more than a decade each. And even with that level of experience and passion about vegan living and compassion for animals in each one of our hearts, we all compromised on different elements of our wedding. And I think this episode will not only provide all those listening with tons of resources and ideas for ways to integrate compassion and veganism into your wedding, but also it's a reminder that Perfection is not possible, and it's not really the ideal to be striving for. It is so important to be gentle with ourselves, to not hold expectations on others, to compromise, to find balance, and to remember that this is just one day, and it is going to be beautiful, whatever it is. So with that, we're going to jump right into the episode, and yes, enjoy. Hi, Taylor. Welcome to our show. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Taylor, I'm really excited that you're here with us today. I, For those listening, Taylor and I actually met in college way back in the day through the animal rights club that I started back at Case Western, and we took a nutrition class together, and like, there's a lot of history there. So it's so cool to have you on today to talk about like a completely unrelated topic to that, weddings. Yeah, so fun. Thank you. Yeah, before we jump into wedding talk, which I am, I'm totally wedding brain right now. But, but before we jump into that, I would like to know a little bit about you, where where you are right now, what you're doing with your life, how you got there. Yeah. So I'm based in Chicago, Illinois, which is Ooh, currently cold. frozen salad. Yes. We are recovering from a polar vortex right now, like a lot of the country. So I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. My day job is in nutrition communications, so I'm doing a lot of writing and editing for print and digital publications. And then I also have a small private practice on the side where I do coaching one-on-one with individual clients. And how did you get into that space? And how does, like, when did you find plant-based living? And how do you integrate that into that line of work? Yeah, that's such a big question. Um, And they're so intertwined. So I am celebrating my 10-year vegan anniversary um, this month. Thank you. And I decided to write a blog post, like 10 lessons I've learned in 10 years of veganism because I've changed so much. um, And a lot of it has to do with like plant-based nutrition and animal rights advocacy and just how those have kind of become intertwined for me and how like my approach has changed. But I got started with nutrition because I was interested in medicine. So I started college as a pre-med student 
And then after, you know, working and research and shadowing some physicians, I realized that I wanted to do more lifestyle type work, you know, being able to see patients and clients for more than just a few minutes in and out um, and to really help them make, you know, sustainable lifestyle habits. And that's when I got really interested in becoming a dietitian. So I switched my major and I got really serious about nutrition. And it was during that time that I became vegan for animal rights reasons. And it was a really interesting process being vegan and going through, you know, traditional dietetics education. It's not impossible, but it, you know, it has its interesting and challenging times. And then throughout that, you know, became learning about a lot of plant-based nutrition um, and I've continued my studies with vegan nutrition over the years. That's awesome. So to not get too deep in that, because I feel like we could talk about nutrition all of the day long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring us to when you got married, which was this past summer, your beautiful wedding. Tell us about who you're living with, who your hubby is, and kind of that path leading up to getting married. Yeah. So my partner's name is AJ. I met him in 2014 here in Chicago. So we were together for, I guess, four years. I have such a hard time counting and it's all blending together um, before getting married. So we just have a ton of fun together. We love to go on adventures, travels, go backpacking and things like that. So we are obsessed with Oregon. Being from the Midwest, it's kind of boring around here, like geographically, if you're into backpacking. So we went to Oregon for the first time in 2016, and we backpacked the Timberline Trail, which goes all the way around Mount Hood. And we totally fell in love with it. And then we went back to Oregon in 2017, and we were hiking on the Pacific Coast Trail right near Echola State Park by Haystack Rock, that beautiful area. And while we were hiking, that's when he proposed to me. So Oregon has a special place in our heart. So when we were thinking about where we wanted to get married, naturally, that was the place we were thinking of. We both kind of like the idea of having a destination wedding. And it was on our flight home from the trip where we got proposed that I found our venue, which was super fast. I told myself I was going to relax and not start planning right away. But I found this incredible, perfect venue, and it just ended up being the one. That's awesome. So I attended Taylor's wedding over the, over the, was it the summer last year? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, this past summer. And it was so stunning. Like the photos, even just on your cell phone with Mount Hood looking over the whole venue were just stunning. We'll, we'll have to include some photos from your wedding in the show notes. I hope we include the one of Dan, Michelle's <gasps> husband, where he's like kind of leaning back and you can kind of, I think you can see the mountain in the back. And, yeah. And it looks like he's having a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. We all had a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Yes. Fueled by vegan donuts at your uh-huh. wedding, Taylor. Yeah, vegan alcohol. Yes. A vegan alcohol. Yep. A little bit of vegan alcohol, um, a little bit of vegan donuts. Yeah. So just to, just to paint a picture for all of those listening, Taylor's husband is not vegan. And so we wanted to bring her on to bring a perspective that I think so many people will be able to relate to of getting married when you are vegan and your partner is not. And then Tony is engaged and very soon to be having a wedding with with her fiance, who is a longtime vegan, and kind of talking about that angle of the experience. And I got married several years ago before it was like quite so easy (laughs) to have a vegan wedding. So yeah, I just want to like have us all kind of step back to the place where Tony is right now when we 
are madly deeply in love with someone that we're going to marry and we get to be planning our wedding. And then what does that look like, especially with you, Taylor, as you start having conversations with AJ, like had you envisioned having a vegan or plant-based wedding? What, what were your thoughts around that at the time? And then what did those conversations look like with AJ? I think we both knew like, absolutely. The food would definitely be all vegan at the wedding. And the reason I say it's not a vegan wedding, it's because, you know, his attire wasn't vegan. All of my attire was vegan, of course, but and all the food was vegan, but you know, there were certain aspects that weren't. And I think it's really important to just have as much open conversation as you can about those things if your partner isn't vegan. And obviously, if you're getting married to someone who isn't vegan, you've likely had those conversations about various topics throughout the course of your relationship. And you're probably used to navigating, you know, those complex conversations. But I think it's important for you to have an idea of okay, like what are things that absolutely have to be vegan for me? What are some things I can compromise on? And to have, you know, those open conversations with your partner and seeing, you know, what's what's important to them as well. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like from both my own experience and talking with other people as well, like not only is it just taking into account you and your partner, but a lot of times like family members or your partner's family members might be paying for say like a rehearsal dinner or a shower or something like that. And if they're paying for it and they have relatives who are not vegan coming, they might feel like they'd want it to not be vegan. And then like you have to be the one standing up being like, I want this to be vegan. So like there's a lot of tricky waters that have to be navigated when you're dealing not only with your partner who hopefully open conversation and all of that love and respect of each other's opinions are very much present, but also with people who are a little bit more detached but might be involved in the wedding plans. Have you experienced that, Tony? Well, I I think maybe other people can relate to this, but I I didn't have a vision, but so I didn't think my whole life, this is what I want. Except when I had a ring on my finger, I was like, okay, this is what I want. I looked <laughs> at Pinterest and I, I quickly put together a vision and I just got engaged a month ago. So it's a very short engagement and I knew I had to do a lot of planning and I care more about visual things than my partner. So my opinions were stronger and I had to step back and say, this is not only my wedding. And I think that happens. I know it's happened for a lot of my friends where as the bride, you feel like you're entitled to choosing all of the details. And I had to step back and say, okay, this is not my wedding. Not only my wedding, it is also my partner's wedding. And so I had to shift a little bit and respect his decisions as well. But yes, I I also have family members who are opinionated. And everyone has been so kind and trying to not overload me with their suggestions and opinions. But it's kind of like in one of those ways where it's like, I don't want to be super opinionated. However, have you thought about or you <laughs> right. should do? And so then I, I am still do get a lot of suggestions that are heavily weighted. How about you, Taylor? Yeah. One area where we did compromise with family, because it was a destination wedding, we had, you know, a couple events leading up to the wedding day. So we had a rehearsal dinner that was just for like our immediate families. And that was all vegan. 
And our parents chipped in a lot for that, which was nice. And that was totally fine that that was all vegan. But then the day before the wedding, we had a welcome party where all of the wedding guests were welcome to come, you know, reserved a pavilion at this really beautiful park right on the Columbia River. And we had brought in, you know, wood fire pizzas from a pizza place nearby and had some, you know, beer and wine from a local brewery and winery and stuff like that. And we had non-vegan pizza because my partner's parents were paying for that event. And we have lots of vegan pizza. And of course, like most events, all the vegan pizza went so fast and everyone was enjoying it in addition to the vegans. Um, But that was one of those events where it's like, okay, like I really appreciate your generosity. I understand you have concerns that a lot of your extended family members aren't going to like vegan, you know, cheese and tofurkey sausage on their pizza. And, you know, you're paying for this. So that, you know, was an area where I compromised, you know, in the wedding events. Yeah, I had something similar. Like everything that I organized and Dan and I organized was pretty much thoroughly vegan, but um, we got Dan's families from Ohio and we got married in California and a lot of his his friends and family, we had a pretty small wedding and we didn't invite a lot of our friends and extended friends and extended families. So his mom wanted to organize sort of a follow-up celebration, like an Ohio wedding, she called it to be able to invite all of their friends and family that were in that area. And I played no part whatsoever in organizing it. She the, she kind of took the whole thing on. And I didn't even think or want and still wouldn't have wanted to step into that situation and, and ask for it to be a certain way. Like it was almost not as much as it was in honor of of me and Dan getting married, it was not our event. And that was not at all a vegan event. There were vegan options, but it it just, it wasn't vegan. And it's not something, I think it's important, it's really important as we navigate these kind of situations that attach to our deep identities as human beings. Like I remember being nervous that people would judge me or that somehow it would upset people who were vegan who were coming to this party that I wasn't even organizing or whatever. And it's so important that we remember this is this is not the time to really be an activist. As much as we tell our guests who are coming that we're serving a vegan meal and it's one meal. You can go plant-based for one meal on our wedding. It's also just one meal the other way around, too, that people would be eating anyway. And so it's just important to be gentle with ourselves and remember and, like, put everything into perspective that it's one day and we we enjoy it in the way that we can co- compromise with all of those around us who we love. I'm curious. I am not in this position. And Paul's family, they eat mostly vegan. And my parents know very well that I really, really feel strongly that we have vegan everything. And so my rehearsal dinner, my bridal shower, which is tomorrow, is going to be vegan. Everything, everything is vegan. And I very fortunately didn't have to have any of those conversations. I didn't even have those conversations, to be honest. I was so <sighs> focused on everything I was organizing that I it was just like, show up on this date. I, I had zero involvement and Dan had zero involvement of planning or really doing anything. And so retrospectively, I could have, I, sh- I may have, I don't know, maybe perhaps I should have brought that up or had a conversation about that. But But truly, it was like, it was a gift that Dan's mom was giving to us in the way that she wanted. And the, yeah, the, the conversations didn't happen and it, and that and that's what it was. And we fully appreciated it. And did it hurt you at all? Like, did it make you feel like 
this isn't even for me, this is for you? And if so, how did you overcome those feelings? Gosh, this is hard to talk about knowing who could be potentially listening, but it it felt like not it felt like not of an event really about uh, that was true to me. And so, and I feel like it was easy for me to let go of that because Dan and I together were able to cr- to create our wedding celebration as we saw it and as we wanted it, which was everything and more that we had ever wanted. So, this separate event that someone else was organizing like in no part took away from our fully vegan wedding experience. It was something someone else was organizing and inviting us to be present at. So yeah, it didn't, as much as it felt weird to be there because it was like, this doesn't reflect me as a human being and my deep values. And even though it was in my, my honor and that felt weird and different, it's just what it was, what it was. I think it would be really hard if that was all I was working with. If my one and only wedding day, I had to make sacrifices that hurt my heart and it felt like I was I was having those conversations but wasn't being heard, that would have been difficult. What about you, Taylor? I really love what you're saying, Michelle. Like your wedding day is what was, you know, that was about you. That was a reflection of you. You got to plan that. And, you know, that's what, you know, mattered the most in terms of making sure it was all vegan. And I definitely echo that because our welcome party where we had non-vegan pizza, that event wasn't really about us. That was about, you know, extended family that lived all over the country that was gathering in this one place that maybe hadn't seen each other for some of them, literally years. That was for them to, you know, hang out and and talk and, you know, have a bite to eat and, you know, welcome people after their long journey, you know, to the Pacific Northwest. And again, it was an event that someone else, you know, was generously putting on for us. And because I was able to control what was happening on the actual wedding day, it made it a lot easier. But I did have those conversations with my partner and it was hard. We had it a couple times, like, do we have to have non-vegan pizza, you know, at the welcome party? What does that mean? You know, is that a topic that we approach your parents about? Like we had that discussion and I, you know, sat with it and eventually decided like, this is a battle. I'm just going to choose not to fight. So I think it's important to, to have the conversations multiple times and to sit with it. And, you know, if you're getting really emotional to take a little time to step away and think through your priorities. That's really good advice in general, even just to, if you find yourself getting heated and emotional and no longer being really thoughtful about what you're saying, to just sit back and uh, collect your thoughts and approach it later. Good advice for marriage, for marriage too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Not as easy as it sounds sometimes. So tell us about your big special day. Did you have a vegan caterer? Did you have a, was there a bakery that you went to that was all vegan? Or did you find a, a regular bakery and have them make a vegan cake? How did you find your vendors? I was super lucky. So my venue is called Mount Hood Organic Farms, and it's a working organic biodynamic pear and fruit farm um, right at the base of Mount Hood. And they have one caterer that they work with exclusively, and she makes the freshest, most beautiful dishes from produce that they have in their garden and from things that they get at the local farmer's market. So when I first asked her, you know, hey, could you do a vegan menu? She said two things, which I was happy to hear is one was yes, because our meals are 
usually plant-based. We'll just plop, you know, like a piece of fish or steak on top or whatever. So that's easy to do. And we can add in some, you know, local beans and tofu and things like that for protein. Um, But then she said that the owner of the farm was vegan. And so she was well-versed in making vegan food. So it's like, oh my gosh, like this is so amazing. Like what are the chances that I found a venue where the owner of it is vegan? Like this just feels totally awesome. So I didn't have to shop around for caterers. I got really lucky. So everything was super fresh and plant-based and beautiful. As for dessert, we went with vegan donuts. There was a vegan bakery um, in Portland that would make a vegan cake, but the price was just insane. And I've attended so many weddings and seen so many, you know, pieces of cake with one bite out of them, just like sitting on tables. And I just like couldn't, I couldn't throw money away like that. And we're not huge cake people anyway. And we love donuts and we thought it would be fun, you know, to have a variety of donuts and let people pick what they wanted. And, you know, they're handheld and there's less like dishes and forks and things to deal with. So it was fun. It was so beautiful. Like oftentimes at a wedding, by the time there's cake, like people are trying to be on the dance floor and hanging out. And then you have to like go and sit down with your cake. But at your wedding, like there were literally people dancing on the dance floor, like with a, with their voodoo donut in hand (laughs) (laughs) as dancing stacks. Like it was so fun. I loved that so much. And everybody loves voodoo donuts. They're so tasty. What a great idea. Yeah. If anyone's ever in Portland. And what about your your experience, Michelle? The venue that we got married at had an option of having 10 different set caterers that they already had aligned with their venue, and they varied in price dramatically. So there were caterers on there that had amazing options for vegan food and lots of experience in that. It was in the Bay Area, so it's in a pretty vegan-friendly area anyway, but those were way outside of our price range. If anyone's looking to get married or has gotten married, you know the food is by far the most expensive thing you will probably ever buy in your entire life is like that one, like other than buying a house, (laughs) like it's probably up there with like buying a car is like paying for the food at your wedding. It's insane. And as much as like at the time I had been vegan for like nearly a decade, you know, it was like, this was so near and dear to my heart. And I knew I wanted to take the opportunity to introduce all the people who were coming to my wedding to an amazing meal. But at the same time, I was just like, this, this this is crazy so expensive. And so I went with the least, with the caterer on the list who was the least expensive. And I reached out to them and I asked if they had ever done a vegan wedding before. And they said, no, even though they're in the Bay Area, they had never done a vegan wedding before. And I said, well, can you, oh, (laughs) are you up for the challenge basically? And they were like, absolutely. We might need some help with recipes and whatnot, which might intimidate a lot of people because they're like, oh my gosh, my caterer can't even figure out their own recipes. But ended up being amazing. I sent them some recipe ideas. Their their chef was great. Any chef in wedding <laughs> wedding catering, I'm sure, is going to be amazing and able to work with creative ingredients and figure out something awesome. So it ended up being great. People still to this day are like, Michelle, that like pesto pasta at your wedding was amazing. Yes. So yeah, you it don't so good. <laughs> yeah. And it, we get this feeling like to show off the vegan lifestyle in the best way, we have to go with the fanciest, most expensive caterer. And it's absolutely not true. In fact, a lot of times if you go with the more affordable option, you're gonna get more normal comfort foods, like <laughs> uh, which worked out well. You also did something different for desserts. You had yes. multiple desserts, right? Yeah. Um, I went with, I have a baker, uh, all vegan bakery at the time. It was right around the corner from me from called Timeless. And they're 
incredible at All Vegan Bakery and Cafe. And, you know, I would go there every week. Like I, I became friends with the owners. They were just so phenomenal. So I knew I wanted to go to them and kind of support them through whatever I was going to do with my wedding desserts. And we did just a dessert bar. So actually, we also had donuts there. We had like all sorts of things, like mini, gosh, I can't even remember. We had like Rice Krispie treats and probably cookies and like some other things. And then we had like a small, normal-sized cake that we cut for the cake cutting. Um, But yeah, it was just like an array of beautiful desserts. And it was awesome. I loved that. Cool. What are you doing? Uh, For my wedding, with my venue, they have to be the caterer. So the venue has a catering company that they that is part of the venue. And I was a little bit nervous about that because like you were saying, I felt like, oh, I should I should go through an all vegan restaurant and make sure that I support mm-hmm. them and that they know what they're doing. But working so far with my with my caterer has been a breeze. And not only that, but I have a lot of control. They said we couldn't bring in outside food minus the cake. And that was nerve-wracking just to think about like, oh my gosh, they're gonna give us portobello mushroom as our as our main entree. I don't even like mushrooms. And I, I just I had this, I had built it up in my head and it has been really easy. They're actually using recipes from my upcoming book, which is so cool that I get to have a say like you they said, what do you have any recipes? Do you have any ideas? And and then we asked if we could they could use my recipes. They said yes. And then we also asked for Miyoko's cheese to be used and field roast, and they were on board with it all. And so even though they don't have a lot of experience, they have been ready and willing to accommodate us along the way because people have opinions about their most special day. So I have been really pleased with that. And then my friend Anna, who is not a vegan, but has a lot of experience in baking wedding cakes, is doing our cake. And she did my graduation cake, and it was so beautiful that I asked her to do my wedding cake. And she's just fantastic with it. We are doing it a tiered cake, and it's going to be raspberry filling. Yum. Love it. Okay, that's food. Oh, also, like a lot of people, I remember when we were looking to our wedding, since we were just trying to get things as budget-friendly as possible at the time, before we went with Caterer, we were thinking about all sorts of other options, like getting pizza, or they have like food trucks locally that were vegan-friendly, or were all vegan, and we were thinking like, could we just have them like drive up to the venue and pay for the food truck for the night, and it would have made the food cost so much cheaper and being kind of like a fun, quirky different way of going about it. So I know like almost no one getting married has the budget to handle a wedding. And so thinking really creatively and outside the box like that can be really cool. Really cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, Josie Steiger, who we had on the episode talking about her vegan pregnancy, she got married in her backyard and with the money that they would have used for a wedding, they redid their backyard and they had a food truck pull up in their cul-de-sac and park it out there and everybody could just go grab food as they wanted. And I thought that that was a really cool idea and it was unique and special. And it also invested in their lives together rather than a big party, which is what I'm doing. I love that. (laughs) All right. So let's jump into other components of planning a wedding wedding and other cool and fun, unique ways to integrate vegan and plant-based passions into wedding day. Taylor, can you talk any about like what are some cool things that you did to integrate that that into your day? 
Oh my gosh. So I had maybe a little bit of a different approach. I wanted to keep things as simple and stress-free as possible because it was destination. And in addition to being vegan, you know, especially because a lot of most people were flying out there, I wanted to try to, you know, lower the environmental impact of it. So that was a huge focus of mine. And, you know, I tried to rent things, do secondhand as much as I could, things like that. But in terms of like trying to incorporate incorporate veganism into the day itself, I don't think I actually did anything. Like there wasn't a huge theme or anything like that. I think it's really cool, you know, to let the food speak for itself. And it's really awesome when you hear, you know, non-vegan people rant and rave about vegan food. I think that's, you know, really awesome. Yeah, your food was so good. I like have dreams about your food. And we have Taylor wrote a blog post about her wedding and her experience over on World of Vegan. And I remember like uploading the photos and I was just like wanted to so deeply reach into the screen and be able to eat those dishes of food again. It was so good. I know. I wish I could have that meal all over again. Tony, are you doing anything cool to inc- incorporate? No, I've been part of weddings that have been really stressful and super DIY. And then I've also been part of weddings where the bride and groom chose to not really take on any extra things to worry about. And so I wanted to go that route. And there there are a few things that I cared about. Like I do care about the food being vegan and and things like that. But I, I just don't have the energy to take on anything. I know you did some really cute things that I'd love for you to talk about, Michelle, like your cookbook favors. Those mm-hmm. I still have mine. And Aww, they're, me just, too. they're so cute <laughs> and such a brilliant idea. First, can you tell us about what it is and then how you came to that idea? Sure. So kind of opposite from you guys, you guys, I was all about trying to think about how I could incorporate little messages of compassion throughout my day. And one of the ways that I did that was with the wedding favors. So I ended up creating my own little miniature hand-printed, hand-attached, like whatever, 10 recipe cookbooks. And so I, I, at the time, I was not a recipe developer, but Dan and I had kind of come to some favorite recipes that we would always make within our home. And so we thought it would be really cute to share our top favorite recipes with all of our guests there. So I would reach out to the cookbook authors and see if it was okay to share the recipe. And then just kind of like, it just created these little mini recipe books. I can show a photo for you guys over in the in the show notes. But yeah, it was really cute. I loved that. Did you do anything else? The name tags, this isn't really like a vegan message, but I, I I love animals. And like at people's tables, the little name tags were attached to little animals that I had spray painted gold. So they looked like really tiny, cute little animals. Michelle, I still have mine, by the way. They're I do too. That is so funny. In my living room. <laughs> I'll go to someone's house, like at Dan's parents' house in their basement at their bar. Their little name tags are sticking up on the shelf. And it, it's like these things that, gosh, they probably cost. 25 cents. They're 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 like colored plastic kids' toys of animals. Did you spray paint them? That I spray painted gold. But it's so cool. Like I'll randomly see them in, in different friends and families' houses. So that's so cool. I got these little animals-shaped metal signs. They were very small and kind of obscure, but I I put them on the the dessert table and the food table. And so it'd be like a, the, the, a black cutout of a pig and it would say like saved by this vegan meal. So it, it was just indicating kind of the significance of, um, to my guests of what enjoying this delicious vegan meal was, was doing and had an impact beyond 
just themselves and health and this great night and supporting us as a couple, but actually was was saving lives. So I wanted to integrate that message in sort of like a subtle, not too too loud way. So we did that. And gosh. Well, there are a couple things now that I think about it that it was sparked by Taylor's comment about how she wanted to be environmentally friendly as well. So not only being vegan focused, but also considering your impact and or on the environment. And I am also choosing to rent a lot of my stuff. So I'm renting pretty much all of my accessories, clothing, things like that from Rent the Runway. I am, we're having a Jewish ceremony. And so the kippahs that the men will be wearing will be, they're made out of seed paper. So you can plant them. And so instead of having 40 kippahs left over or having to donate them, they can be planted and grow wildflowers. So there are some little things like that. Oh, yes. And we are having someone make our chocolates and they will be- As um, wedding favors. Yes, as wedding favors. And they'll be, of course, cruelty-free and fair trade. Plant-based. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's different. I feel like for- for you, Tony and Paul, you're like everybody knows you as the vegans. Like you're you're both kind of figures in that space, and and so it, it that it kind of speaks for itself. Whereas a lot of people, I feel like they might have a wedding and their family and friends or people are attending might not even know that about them yet. Yeah, and also with our guests, I would say seventy five percent of the people who are coming in, they're they're traveling in, and they're vegans, and wow. they're like very, very, very. <laughs> just their identities revolve around veganism already. So I you don't need I, to be yeah, <laughs> incorporating that. messages. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. I I mean I haven't been to that many weddings in my lifetime, but I've actually been to more vegan weddings than tradi- like non-vegan weddings, which is crazy. That is amazing. Clearly I need to get out of this little <laughs> tight-knit circle. <laughs> so let's talk about your clothes, Taylor. What did you wear and how did you pick what you were wearing? Uh, so this was an adventure. Um, I'm really into like ethical and sustainable fashion. And so I knew I wanted to do a secondhand dress, which I found on a visit to Portland, actually, when the visit that I took to see my venue in person, I found a dress and it was great. And, you know, it was big and they like tightened it with those little clips that they put on you when you're trying on your dress. And you're like, oh, like take it to a seamstress. They'll take it in. It'll be good. And so I brought it home and I just left it in the closet for a few months because we were engaged for over a year and I got my dress right away. So I was like, oh, I don't need to worry about it. Whatnot. So that I pulled it out, you know, several months before the wedding. I was like, all right, I guess I should go, you know, get this altered now. And the seamstress was like, I can't work with this. So I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, just the way, you know, this line is here and the way this is cut here. Like if I, because I have to take it in so much, like it just won't work. And so I was really upset and was freaking out because there is no secondhand bridal store in Chicago, which is insane. And, you know, it was getting close to the wedding day and I was just, you know, really upset about it. But that same day, actually, like literally old wedding dress in hand, running around the city with my sister, um, we found a bridal shop that had like sample dresses like off the rack. And I found one there. It wasn't secondhand. So compromised on that, but it fit way better. It only needed very minimal alterations. 
And, you know, it's pretty easy, I'd say, to find vegan materials in wedding dresses, like satin and polyester and things like that. Not necessarily earth-friendly, but vegan-friendly for sure. So yeah, there's lots of options there. Yeah, the interesting thing with wedding dresses is when you're looking for something vegan-friendly, because silk is a big one that, that gets into wedding dresses. And when you're looking at extremely high-end, expensive wedding dresses, oftentimes they'll include silk or something, some animal product in them. So it's kind of nice because it kind of pushes you to look at more budget-friendly options. Or when you're looking at more budget-friendly options, which is all I was looking at, everything almost always happened to be vegan anyway. And that, the silk issue came up with our ties and yes. pocket squares. It's taken me a while. I've, I've, I've only found two that I considered. And fortunately, the cheaper one is the one that has come through on on my decision, but the other one was like handmade from Toronto that matched my matron of honor's dress. And yeah, so silk ties were a big, a big issue for me. Oh my God. I remember going to so many different like department stores and everything, trying to find a silk free tie that was in our color, our color scheme. And I could not find it in stores. And I ended up finding this place called bowsandties.com online. And they have like a bazillion colors. Like I swear they're made to match bridal dresses somehow. And that's that's where we ended up finding it. And I got mine at tiemart.com and all of the ties that I found in my color are only between $10 and $12. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, they were really affordable. And it was funny because once I found that source online, there were like all sorts of different ties within the same exact color that I wanted. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was here all along. <laughs> that's an interesting thing. Almost always women's fashion and clothes are more difficult to shop for, but with weddings, I think that's the the one case where it's so much harder for men to find a, a oh suit, my gosh. a tie, with wool, shoes. Without wool, I mean. Yes, a wool-free suit is difficult. And you said, Taylor, that that's something that you did not worry too much about. Is that right? Um for my for my partner yeah and and we talked about it and he so he eats I'd say like 95% vegan, but you know, he wears leather shoes and belts and he has wool suits and things like that. So he wore a pair of leather shoes that he already had. And then he had a custom made wool suit. And, you know, I'm sure I expressed my disappointment about that. But again, like if you're marrying someone who's not vegan, like you've likely had these conversations and like broke these topics before. One thing I just thought of, though, that I wanted to bring up about silk that some people don't think about, if you or your partner are carrying flowers, a lot of times the ribbon that they tie the flowers with has silk. And I asked mine to get reclaimed fabric just because I, you know, was trying to be eco-friendly without silk. But usually they'll just, you know, they have a roll of silk ribbon that they use. So that's one thing that people don't really think about. And in the grand scheme of things, it's a tiny piece of fabric. Like, it's not the end of the world if you forget about it, but if you're really trying to think of all the areas, that's one little place. Yep, and you can get satin or burlap. I think I got burlap on mine. Um, Yeah, and for anyone who's like, what are all the things that I have to think about for my wedding? I have a guide over on World to Vegan that we can link to, and it talks about, you know, the suits, the the ties, the shoes, the dress, the food, like the makeup, the beauty, all, all of the things and how to kind of veganize them. Yeah, my husband ended up, I think, gosh, we, because we wanted his his outfit to be totally vegan, we had no choices and we were just okay with that. He ended up getting something from Men's Warehouse. So there's a lot of, there are, there are companies like Brave Gentlemen that can like custom make a beautiful vegan high-end wool-free suit for you. 
but they're extraordinarily expensive. So if you're shopping on a budget and you want to stick with vegan and men's menswear for the wedding, it is possible. You're just going to have fewer options. You might look, you might have to look a, bit, a little bit harder. And same for makeup products. For me, I have a very specific hairstyle in mind, and there are not very many people. It's a vintage hairstyle. It's like, so like it's a 1920s, very hard to do hairstyle. And I did not ask her if, once I found one, I did not ask her if she could tell me all of the products that she would be using. So that's somewhere that I was willing to just overlook. Mm-hmm. Did you have any experience, Taylor, or thoughts with wedding makeup or hair or anything like that? Was it something you even really bridged? <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know, when I was shopping around for um, hairstylists, I always asked about vegan products and, you know, eco-friendly products and they said no problem. And I, and I even said, I'm willing to bring my own too. And I had a trial, which I think is important for, for hair. Definitely. Um, I, re- I so regret not doing that. So deeply regret it. <laughs> yeah, I just did mine last weekend and I was so glad that I did because I had some changes to be made. I remember telling you that because you're like, I don't know if I need one. And I was like, I thought it was the stupidest yes. thing in the world that people would pay for hair and makeup on a day where they weren't even using them. And I totally understood. Like, it's so, do it. Well, do you it, just guys. spend so <laughs> much money on your videographer and your photographer that you want to make sure that it's perfect. So that it's- <laughs> and it, it will never be perfect. So I don't think that's a good like expectation, but it, you want to make sure it's something that you're comfortable and you feel good in. Yeah. I echo. I was like so mad. I took so long to even book a hairstylist because I was so mad at how much it costs. And like my hair is like really boring day to day. So I was like, this is ridiculous, but you know, weddings are expensive and it's just one of those things. And then my sister did my makeup. So that was really easy. Like she used most of my products and and some of hers. Yeah, I'm doing my own makeup. I love that idea, Taylor, of bringing your own makeup products because, uh, which honestly, even if you're not vegan and not trying to have a cruelty-free or plant-based wedding, like these are products that you already know work on your face. They aren't going to irritate you. They're going to look natural. They're going to be in your style. Like that's a brilliant idea. (laughs) Yeah. I also did um, a boudoir photo shoot as a gift for my husband. And the same thing, I asked them to use, you know, vegan, because they, they have bring in a makeup artist and a hairstylist to do you up before your photo shoot. And I brought some of my own products and I asked them ahead of time to do vegan and eco-friendly too. And they were totally cool with it. So just open communication is really like the theme of everything wedding planning. Yeah. And depending on where you're located, if you look up um, vegan makeup artist or, or cruelty-free makeup artist, there's actually a growing number of them out there. I actually had a friend who had been volunteering as a makeup artist for PETA at some of their demos. And so I asked if she could do my wedding and she often did weddings. So so that's who I went with. And it was awesome because she already had that passion. And so to be able to support someone that was actively on that path was really awesome. But also there's salons like, I believe Aveda is uh, totally cruelty-free. Are they also yep. vegan? Yeah. And so that's a salon you can actually go into and just know all the products there are already going to be aligned ethically. Yeah, lots of good options there. What about shoes? Did you guys have struggles with shoes? I wanted to do secondhand again, which I ended up doing in the end. So my wedding was outside. So I needed, you know, a thicker heel, which is kind of difficult to find. So I ended up buying a pair, the first pair new from a vegan shoe designer out of Israel and paid for (laughs) the shipping all the way from there. And they ended up being a little too short for the dress that I got actually couldn't be hemmed. Like it couldn't be brought up. So I had to buy a 
similar shoe, but just a little bit taller, which I found on Poshmark, which is a really awesome app and website to shop secondhand. Yes, I also got my shoes on Poshmark and I plan on selling all of the things that I bought for my wedding back on Poshmark. So I will sell my wedding dress. I'll sell my shoes again. I'm never going to use it and I want it to have more life. So I plan on getting rid of nearly everything that I buy for my wedding. Yeah, I sold my dress and I got 50% of what I paid for it, which is awesome. And someone else was able to use it. You know, even though I got it altered, she was like, this is perfect. Like I I cut the train off. I thought no one's going to want to buy this. And and yeah, it's that's the awesome plan. Way to help the planet too. Cool. I just have uh, one more fun question. Do you have any budget hacks of ways that you were able to save some money for your wedding? My big one is just to go low key. I feel like people think that they need to have like so many details, so many DIY things, which DIY can end up being more expensive in the long run when you're buying all of the materials and everything like that. Um, But just really focus on like a couple main areas. And in terms of decor, like, you know, what do you really need to have? So that was my biggest thing. And then renting as much as you can um, or borrowing. You know, if you have a lot of friends who had recently gotten married, there are so many sites popping up nowadays for like secondhand wedding things or renting wedding things. I think that's a really, really great way to go. And then in terms of food, like Michelle already said, like that is the biggest piece of your budget. With weddings, like, you know, I feel like we've been talking about fairly traditional weddings, but obviously you can do whatever you want on your day. And a lot of people don't even do like a big meal. They might just do appetizers or things like that. So you can really, really shave it down in a lot of different areas. Good tips. Very, very, very good tips. Do you have any tips before we head out? For budget, like when you think about your officiant, you can have a friend or family member. My dad was my officiant. Tony's having a friend as her officiant. So that's a good one. And yeah, I, when you, we got married outside as well and we had zero decor. We were in the in the Redwood Grove. So we were just like, they had all of these options, like bring lights, bring flowers, bring whatever. And gosh, flowers are so crazy expensive. They're used once. They're, ugh, gosh, yeah. So we, we just kept it very simple and it was beautiful and amazing. And you're so focused on on the moment anyway, that those details that you put so much time and energy and money into kind of fade away to the side anyway. So yeah, keep it, keep it simple. And remember what the day's about. <laughs> I thought one more thing when you brought up flowers is bridal party, which is another big traditional thing. We didn't have one. My sister stood up and his brother stood up. And my sister had a bouquet and I had a bouquet, which, you know, since we didn't have tons of bridesmaids, you know, we didn't have tons of bouquets or, you know, boutonnieres and things. We didn't do like corsages for all of like the female family members or things like that. Um, we did have flowers on all of the tables because that was like literally the only decoration that we had in our the place where we ate dinner everything else is just rented and it was like open air to the mountain so that was the decoration but you know some people might feel pressured to like buy you know apparel or, or other things for their bridal parties and that can really add up so I think think wisely about spending bridal party wise Yeah, I'd like to echo everything that you both just said. And one other thing that you can do for our centerpieces, we did have, we are having a florist, but instead of having solely 
floral arrangements. We're having edible arrangements. So we're having her in our colors, which are like a navy, a gold, cream, just dark, dark colors. And oh, and wine. She's doing fruit arrangements, which I thought would be really, which I thought would be pretty and also would make me feel less bad about just having our flowers go to waste. Uh, So there's an option if people are, are trying to do something different. And yes, to the officiant, that that is like a $500 save if you're yeah. having your priest or rabbi. And if you have someone that's like, that knows you well, it's such a special experience to have them marry you. Yes. Yeah. Our friend Ari yeah. is doing our wedding and he is such a wise and spiritual, wonderful person yeah. that I, I, he could say anything. He's going to be perfect for that. It's gonna Everyone's going to start booking him for their wedding. And then also borrowing. My best friend let me is letting me use her veil, which is saving me a chunk of change. And, yeah. and I also feel good because after the wedding, I get to like, here you go. Take your veil back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even like flowers, like the bouquets for my, I did have a small bridal party. And so I a, asked the florist to do like quarter size bouquets there. You could even have them hold one flower. Like it doesn't have to be a big thing. Um, and then I also reuse that flower, the bouquets for our party. So like, instead of having extra bouquets on the tables, oh, yeah. I went Thanks and I you. stuck my bridal bouquet in there and there we go. So yeah, lots of ways to get creative. We're doing that too. I only have one person. She's uh, my best friend. And then Paul's having one friend too. And we're taking her flowers and putting them next to the cake so that they're a cake (laughs) next to our wedding cake. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, I think, yeah, before, just before we close up, I think that one of the big challenges that everyone faces is just being able to communicate to people who are trying to tell you not to have a vegan wedding or not to choose the type of wedding that you and your partner want. And it's so important to remember that this is your day. Even if family or friends are helping pay for it, or there's people that are trying to direct you in one direction or another, this is about you and your partner and however you want the day to be or go, it really should be about you. And hopefully the people that you love around you will will respect that if you just um, set those boundaries. Yes. And also pick your battles, yeah. choose your battles. So if if having vegan food is important to you, then maybe maybe focus on that. Like Taylor had some compromises with the suit and I have had some compromises as well. And you had some compromises. Mm-hmm. I think being flexible is going to make everybody happy yeah. in the end. Any final words of inspiration, Taylor? Just open and honest conversation and, you know, know what your priorities are and enjoy the day. I know everyone says that and it's so cliche, like it goes by so fast, but it really does. So remember what's important. All right. Thanks so much for coming on to the show. I especially love talking about it as I am super, super, super focused on wedding life right now. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, we'll have to share Tony's wedding photos and we'll share Taylor's wedding photos and some of my wedding photos. We'll put that all in the show notes. So if any of you guys are curious to see what this looked like visually and kind of get a sense of the days, you guys are welcome to to check that out. And thank you so much, Taylor. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I found this episode extremely helpful. It was nice. And relevant. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to know that other people have experienced the same difficult conversations and had to make the same compromises. And it makes me feel better while I'm currently in this process. So I hope that if you're wedding planning or if you're helping a friend wedding plan, that you found it helpful too.
Yeah. And if you guys are struggling or need some more resources, head over to plantpoweredpodcast.com. Check out this episode page. In the show notes, we'll include our top recommendations for vegan resources for planning a wedding. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, don't forget to subscribe so you can stay tuned when we post new episodes every other week. And if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that would be so amazing. It really helps us reach more people and makes us smile. Thank Thank you you. so much. Bye. Bye.